0: Now, recording, thanks to Craig, our thanks. wonderful thanks assistant. Craig. Um, yeah, how was that bear suit? Um, uh, saw that you had that on last week. I didn't a have you.
1: a bear suit on, that
0: was a lie. I, and you're not, I, you I saw you wearing it. Um, unless it was Craig, it could have been Craig, but Craig, I've never probably. Seen Craig i never seen craig in person so yeah i'm yes. pretty sure it was you anyway um, anyway I, I do have to
1: comment on something last week um yeah I I a letter
0: that's right uh-huh. that's
1: right i've been waiting for this so ashley i am sorry last podcast i said a fish flies out of the water and then i claimed i didn't say that yeah, and uh did. thanks to your incredible character and strong listening sp- skills Yep. you were spot on <laughs> and you called me out for it like a true friend and i should trust you more moving on and hope that we can move forward together and you wouldn't hold this against me um
0: i was wrong and you were right wow thank you for that yeah that i, I accept that apology and man that was really heartfelt
1: i just yeah. didn't want you to be mad at me any longer because yeah I know this i've past- just-
0: I've been furious, just texting you, just angry, cuss words every day and stuff. And, um, but yeah, brutal. Yeah, thank goodness for that apology. (laughs) So now that we got that out of the way, yeah, um, we can just clean slate. Clean slate. Good day to do it on, honestly. Yeah. It is.
1: Any uh, day's a good day to get a clean slate with your friends, you know?
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: So if you're sitting out there and you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, Wow, I really have this uh thing I need to apologize for, just go there. apologize to that person.
0: Yeah. Just like Adam did, just you can probably just say the same thing and just replace the the names.
1: Yeah. Um I mean that's what I, I had a template written out for me. Yeah.
0: You just got it from someone else. Just mm-hmm. put in my name at the, at yes. the start. Yeah. yeah. He, d- he uses chat, chat uh, the AI stuff. Uh, yes.
1: Chat GBT. <laughs> yep. I think that's what it is.
0: I think so. Anyway. Anyway. um I uh, I feel like you might want to hear this boat fact that I have for I you. I always
1: want to hear a boat fact.
0: Did you know that as various European countries raced... To join in on global exploration voyages, it was clear that improvements in navigation would be needed. This extended to the speed of ships, materials used to ship in shipbuilding, and the tools that explorers could use for more accurate navigation. Three of the tools that stood out uh, the most included the Lanteen sails, which were triangular sails which allowed ships to sail into the wind. Uh, Along with these, Mm -hmm. there was an astrolabe, which looked like a compass, but would pair astrology with navigation. So basically being able to use the stars to understand uh, longitude and latitude and be able to know where they're going. And then, of course, the magnetic compass, which is something that we use today still, um, using the poles to understand north and south and everywhere in between. Uh, Wow. These were incredible events in history, and they changed yeah. the um, the history of boating forever. Um, since yeah. those moments, I learned a,
1: a lot about that stuff in uh, fifth grade. We had this whole yeah like lesson about explorers and stuff like that. Absolutely. I didn't remember it because it was a little I didn't I'm either. Not,
0: but I feel like I learned not about fifth it. grade anymore. Just wanted to but, bring it back to your attention. But yeah, these were very important historical events that changed the history of boating. And since those inventions, um, we have been able to continue to progress and improve. And now we know boating as what it is. Um, Of course, as technology improves, uh, new events are happening um, where those are being applied and boating is adapting and growing and becoming what it Mm is uh, as it is today. And why is that relevant, Adam? Um, I, I guess it's, <laughs> it's
1: relevant because we're gonna be talking about stories that like shaped us in a way, you know? Just stuff that in the past left such a big mark on our lives that mm-hmm. we'll we'll never forget these uh these events. Yep. Stories, um,
0: places, events, times, whatever you have it that um that we feel like have Influenced our life and have kind of shaped us into the molds that we are standing in, I guess currently. Yeah. Not that we're in molds because you know ever adapting and growing. But
1: oh, I've stopped. I've plateaued. Oh,
0: you're just there. You're. Pretty,
1: I will not grow.
0: Pretty steady anymore. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. Adams has uh, reached um, peace. With I've reached enlightenment. Enlightenment and peace. Some would together. say. Yeah. Good. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Adam, do you want to start us off? you want to tell us about your, your first event that you have in, or place, or whatever time, I don't know, that you have in mind? Yeah. The first, first one I have in mind,
1: just something really big that uh, has impacted my life, mm-hmm. and I think everybody should try this at some point. Yeah, And it's a uh, dumpster diving. Oh, I have okay. a a lot of stories from dumpster diving and they're just like, I've never really had like a bad time doing this. Yeah. And I think dumpster diving has a bad rep out there because, you know, it's just a bunch of trash and sometimes you get inside the dumpster and it's pretty gross, but you just take a shower and you'll be fine. And, you know, the old saying of like another one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm -hmm. It's so true because I remember, uh, a couple, couple different events happened for me and my dumpster diving journey to like make these just, just a memorable, like, oh yeah, I've been dumpster diving. The first one was, uh, the first memorable thing about dumpster diving for me, I actually didn't go on this trip, but I know somebody that went to the back of a CVS, like a couple weeks after Valentine's day yeah and filled up the entire back of their truck with just Valentine's day candy. And then just went out and like gave it to everybody and everybody just had like a trash bag full yeah. of valentine's day candy and it was just like the the santa claus of march you know i uh, yeah and
0: it was i've, just, I've the, definitely the, experienced and he was fine a small yeah i've experienced a smaller version just like going um maybe like a week or so after halloween or i don't know it might have mm-hmm. just been some random time and we like two unopened tubs of cheese balls and um, lots of candy. There was like a styrofoam cooler that was barely cracked. And it also just kind of shows you how much we waste, you know, like these, these things they're throwing away. They're a lot of them aren't even like out of date. That's like, yeah. you know, so it, it, yeah, it gets associated with like being kind of gross or, you know, but, but like, I've gotten candy that, like, expired the month later. And yeah. so a lot of times it's just, like, they have a quota they have to, like, meet. And if they don't, then they just toss stuff. And it's kind of sad because I feel like, you know, they could do better things with that food. But as hungry mm-hmm. college boy- boys that just want to eat and don't really care much about where it comes from, it worked out pretty good.
1: Yeah, and if you know the time that they're going to be throwing stuff away yeah. and you go in like right after there and it's like it's only been sitting, it's been sitting wrapped up inside of a trash bag and then the food's inside of its own wrapper. Yeah, Especially sitting in if a trash it's can for like a cooler like an hour. Day,
0: a cooler time of mm-hmm. year. Like if it's not in the middle of, um, you know, the summer and it's not like something that really matters if it gets warm, then it's fine. I know yeah. we've, we've kind of pushed the line a little bit. <laughs> on some things like pizza out of the little caesars dumpster and yeah uh, Krispy crispy cream donuts where they just dump all the coffee grinds in the in the bag and dump them all in there you, you
1: eat around it yeah
0: yeah and um and i've definitely i've gotten like eggs and bananas and chicken salad out of out of, out of the dumpster before and like that's a little pushing it but um yeah. The bananas were fine. The eggs, you know, you do the water float test and if they don't float, they're good. So Yeah, you know, you just have to yeah. you have to know how food acts and have a strong stomach. Which is why Taco Bell doesn't really affect me like it does most people.
1: Yeah. And I do have a, another story about dumpster diving that uh somebody else also dumpster dived this time and they got some like pizza out of the dumpster and they just left it on my doorstep. Uh-huh. And um me and some other people knew it was dumpster pizza but other people didn't and uh an individual had a slice of this pizza and then we told him later that it was dumpster pizza and he started uh freaking out and that was a uh, very funny because like it was <laughs> fine it's like it's not that big of a deal but you can also just find a lot of other things in dumpsters um my biggest find in a dumpster was a wheelchair <laughs> a very comfortable wheelchair I sat in the we wheelchair yeah yeah, I found it, uh, had it for like three years. We found it, me and one of my friends found it in the in a Dairy Queen dumpster. So we're not expecting a, a wheelchair weird. to be in there. But we grabbed it, and we were like the only two people in town at the time. And we just went to like an open parking lot, and we rode around in this wheelchair while just listening to music. And then that wheelchair just became part of my living room for a while. Mm-hmm. And then it sat on my front porch for like, Over a year. Yeah. And then eventually it
0: It was by the fire for a little while.
1: Yeah, it was stolen at one point. It got stolen? It got stolen. Oh, uh, yeah. I do
0: remember it getting stolen. It
1: got stolen twice, actually. One time it got stolen and we figured out who did it. And then we went and we were just like, hey, can we have a wheelchair back? And they were like, yeah. And we took our wheelchair back. And then it got stolen again. And we don't know. It could have been the same people, but yeah we don't really know what happened to it
0: definitely rolled down the street with that wheelchair before, so it was a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs>
1: there was one point we had two different wheelchairs. I They mo- both may have been dumpster wheelchairs, <laughs> and we had races in, in
0: them. I think the only time I got things that like weren't food was when the end of the semester happened, and there were just the dumpsters outside of the dorms. So many freshmen don't want to take home half their furniture and they have the money to just use it for a semester and throw it away. So, I mean, I still have a shoe rack in my closet that I used that I got out of the the dumpster and a white shelf that's literally sitting five feet away from me right now that I use. And one time I got a chair um, and I brought it home and I was like cleaning it because it was raining and stuff. And I was like wiping it off and, Mm-hmm. I reclined it, and there was a there was an open bottle of lube in there, and uh, they they told me I needed to get rid of that one. So yeah, <laughs> because, uh, I got rid of that chair. I didn't know. Uh, I was probably fine, honestly, but uh, it was a reclining was... chair, so who knows what could have been going on there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah, you know, massages. Um, you <laughs> can you can find so many things in a
1: dumpster, and it can just make your night go a completely different way your life go a completely different way i agree and it's a it's so great it's like a mystery box for everyone
0: teaches you about um resourcefulness and i mean mm-hmm. i i've gotten dishwasher pods from a dumpster so like you know you know, resourcefulness um financing uh, mm-hmm. wastefulness yeah you know you learned a little bit about corporate greed in yeah. the process. So yeah, yeah, it's a learning experience. It's a learning thing. All right. So um I guess one of mine that I've thought of um with the help of Eva was the the enjoyment or I guess the enjoyment or like going for the first time to like a really fancy dinner. Like a really fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, I, I think I went to like fancy restaurants sometimes, um, but like I don't know. Like fancy to me was more like um, Longhorns or I don't know Chili's. <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. good good restaurants that
1: yeah, like those fancy restaurants that we all talk about. Yeah,
0: that you know yeah. you could you could easily go on a first date at one of these restaurants. But Mm -hmm. I've never had fine dining. And by fine dining, I mean, like, it's not it's not just the food and about getting full. A lot of it's more about the enjoyment of the tasting and the presentation and the ambiance of the place you're in. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really do this until um, I started dating Eva, because her family likes to enjoy eating um, at these fancy restaurants occasionally. Um, yeah, and so I was able to go and um, at the at the beach it was like the first time that we went, and I had a king Alaskan crab, which was the size of my head, and they were like, "This was caught on the show Deadliest Catch." And I, it was awesome. And then they had, like, this steak that they brought out. And yeah, it was, like, in a glass cover. But you couldn't see the steak because it was, like, smoky on the inside. And then they, mm-hmm. the chef took it off and, like, swirled the smoke out. And it, like swirled and like smelled so good and the whole
1: this is very different than me talking about uh <laughs> jumping in dumpsters I know, for food i know
0: but it's funny i appreciate i can appreciate the highs and the lows you know what i'm talking about um but like and i think they're both highs i think they're both great yeah but i just think it's funny because like i you know i had never really like experienced like true fancy fancy mm-hmm. um and so like now it's like something that i like Oh yeah, I would love to do that. I love to, you know, obviously like once every blue moon, on like special occasions and stuff. But it's cool. It was like for the first time, I was like, oh no, I'm not just eating to, to get full. Like I'm eating because it's like interesting, and it's about the yeah. tasting of the food, and yeah, you know, a lot of times it's like sharing with others. Um. Because everyone wants to taste the the fancy, meal. you know, you order different things and then everyone tries it, um, which is kind of fun too. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was pretty. Uh, I guess a, a change for me is just like being able yeah. to experience that. Um,
1: it's a it's interesting trying to like because I don't I don't do that a whole lot. I've done yeah. it probably only a couple times. Yeah, um, I mean, same. And but... like the first time I did it. I was, like, I was learning about all, like, the different forks and spoons yeah. that you got to use for everything and the layout of everything and, mm-hmm. like, the proper way to, like, have your napkin and all that stuff. Like, Yeah.
0: I don't know if dude. you've ever had a meal where they bring out, like, a like a cleanser. You know? Like, a yeah, palate no. cleanser. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, wow, they really care about how your taste buds react to this food, which is super cool. I don't know. I it's a, it's a it's a really cool experience. It's really fun. I think everybody should try it at least once. Um but if not, you can make some fancy stuff out of the dumpster too, which is great.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um next thing I have on my list is also is very different than what you're talking about. Um <laughs> it's uh that's a time I used to work at a camp. Um And I used to be in housekeeping at this camp. Uh And there was this time that I walked into the bathroom to just do my routine clean, like no big deal. I walk into this bathroom, just checking it out. Um, Typically, you just wipe down a couple things, you move on. And uh, I smell in the air that just smells bad. And I was like, oh, somebody just didn't flush the toilet. This happens all the time, you know? (laughs) So, I go in the first stall, I check it, like everything looks fine. They go in the second stall, and I look in the toilet, and there's nothing in there. But right in front of the toilet is like this, just like it looked like a mud pie of a poop. Oh. Just sitting in front of the toilet. And I don't know, thankfully, like the first person to go in there after this happened, I guess. But it was also like, typically, we don't have kids at this camp. Yeah. But this was like a weekend that it was like, kids with their parents and stuff oh no and i was like dang like this is one of the most disgusting things that i uh i'm gonna have to do right now Mm. and i remember going through the process of taking two plates i had gloves on and everything Taking, like scooping it up with the plates (laughs) on it i don't think i've ever i've like did you I've gag dealt with poop before? Like, I've I haven't gagged harder in my life than that moment. It smelled yeah. so bad. I um, couldn't do that. That I... floor got so much um just like spray on it after I was done. And like yeah. that was probably the cleanest spot on camp after oh, I, bet. I was done with it. I mean I, it was a, yeah. it was a life-changing experience. And like there were people just like right in the other room and I could hear them like laughing and have a good time. And I was over in this room literally gagging from, like, throwing <laughs> his poop away.
0: You were, you, were, you were making their background, you were behind the scenes making their experience better.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, like, I've done it. I've, like, cleaned up poop and throw up from kids before. Yeah. Like, I had another experience at a, at a different camp where a bunch of people got food poisoning, myself included. And I stayed up all night cleaning up one of the campers' throw up um he threw up like oh, twice oh. just all over the cabin and i silently cleaned it up as all the other campers were sleeping
0: oh goodness gracious so those
1: I, uh those two experiences uh
0: oh, i won't forget them i got picking up my dog's though so like and and that's uh, i don't know but yeah <laughs> it's not even like I mean, even if i can't smell it like sometimes i don't smell it it's just like the the idea of what i'm currently doing Mhm,
1: um, and oof. you're in those situations, or at least I was in these situations, and I looked at it and I was like, I'm the only one like this is my responsibility to like to do this like this is I gotta do this. There's yeah. no other choice to, but to just suck it up and do it mm-hmm. and uh it's changed me. I'm a different person now that I've done that I'm so glad
0: I'm so glad I mean, yeah, I've worked at camps, kids are gross, man, I mean, they're great, yeah. but yeah, they're gross um uh, <laughs>
1: And just like your your fine dining experience, if you guys haven't done this, I would definitely recommend yeah, clean up going poop. out and find, finding it <laughs> and just doing it, like trying it. I've, because, uh,
0: I've experienced something called a unicorn poop at camp before, in which case a kid pooped and it didn't go in the water um, and it wouldn't flush because it was sticking on the bowl straight up. And it smelled so bad. I had to go in the woods and get a stick and push it in. And then, like, the kids were so... They were just screaming because I was walking through the cabin with the, the poop stick. And they were like, ah! And then I had to, like, throw it in the woods and stuff. It was... Yeah, that was nasty. <laughs> but, yeah. Everybody needs to experience cleaning up some kids' poop at least once or something. Yeah. Uh, man. That's funny. That that made me think of uh, a really life-changing event in my own life, Adam. Uh, Especially in terms of you uh, mentioning throw-up and gagging. And this might be gross. I don't know. Um, I hope this isn't like a super gross episode and people are just going to stop listening at this point. But anyway, um, (laughs) so I don't know why. Um, I'm sure there was a medical reason, but when I was a child, I grew up almost every day, like all the time I would on the way to school, if we like turned right, I would puke. Um, Like, if we were going on any trip, I would puke. We would go to the Mexican restaurant. I would eat my meal. And I would get up from, like, right after eating and go to the bathroom and throw up. And it just, like, all the time. It was a big problem. And, like, I remember a very specific, like, so bad, I... My mom had a, a bowl. It was a popcorn bowl. And she just kept it in the car. And I would ride with it in my lap. And because I threw up every day on the way to school. And That was your puke
1: bowl. It was my I'd, puke bowl. My family and, had a puke bucket when I was growing up.
0: And you want to know something kind of gross is that puke bowl is now just a regular bowl in our house. It's still there. And we eat popcorn out of it. Um, It's... It's been clean. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) But we probably got rid of it at this point, but we did eat out of it for a long time. Um, But, I mean, my neighbors would take me to school and they'd have bags for me and stuff like that. Um, I remember one particular event where my brother decided to pass gas because we would sit in the parking lot Um, and eat breakfast while we were, before we went into school and he passed gas, my sister gagged and I just puked all over myself. Um, and that was, uh, that was bad until about the third grade. And in the third grade, I got my tonsils removed and I was out of school for around two weeks consecutive. And at, from that point on, I just didn't throw up anymore. I didn't really have car um, uh, sickness or anything like that. and um, it just kind of went away. And I to this day, don't really throw up that often, unless I just eat something really bad. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's consoles removed. Stop throwing up. Great life.
1: Great life. You never figured out what. The problem was? I was in third grade. Probably the tonsils. I was in third grade. It was
0: probably my, I think it was my tonsils just pressing on my uvula. Is that what it's called? The little dangly thing? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you ever like throw up nowadays and then just like think back to your childhood and be like, ah, this brings back fond memories of me. Oh, dude. I I,
0: I hated throwing up. It was the worst thing ever. Every time I went to the doctor's office or no, the dentist. Every time I went to the dentist, I threw up. Like, I had to change dentists because the guy, the first dentist I went to, he was like, I can't, like, I can't do anything on him because every time I, Mm -hmm. like, open his mouth, he pukes. And so I had to, like, change dentists. And I went to a child's dentistry until I turned 18. So, or 20, maybe. He might have let me have a couple more years. But like, I just got told that I can't come back to the dentist because I'm too old. Oh, Um, yeah. I haven't gone to the dentist since, so probably fine though. It'll be all right. My teeth are fine.
1: Okay, another another one I put on my list, and I randomly put this on, but um, I think I just thought of it, and I was like, ah, that was that was fun, but. I, at one point, called myself the dryer troll. Oh, goodness. And this was because I lived in a house where across... We had, like, the house was broken up into different apartments, and the apartment across, like, the hallway from mine, Uh they didn't have a washer and dryer. Yeah. So they would come to my apartment, and they were, I mean, they were my friends, so, like, it wasn't that big of a deal. But they would come to my apartment and use our washer and dryer. But at the end of the day, I, me and my roommate were paying for the washer and dryer to be used. That's and right. it really wasn't that big of a deal. We were like, okay. But then uh, this this one guy moves in who just used it a lot. He used our washer and dryer a lot. And I was like, dang, like, do we, we, ha- I have to, like, do something about this if I don't want, to just keep paying for this guy's laundry to be washed. So anytime I saw his stuff in the washer, I would go over to the dryer as soon as he came in, and he would uh, have to answer a riddle before he was allowed to use my dryer. And if he uh, couldn't answer the riddle, (laughs) then he would have to go downstairs and use the dryers down there and i wasn't i wasn't very forgiving i mean i I couldn't be you know those were those were the rules rules. in place
0: yeah exactly um so i'm trying to think who this is his name is james oh yep yeah that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) so
1: he would come across and anytime he uh, he needed it i would uh i had this whole saying that i would say let's say, I, i've actually haven't thought about it in like 2 years so let's see if i it was a riddle a riddle but can it be um a word or phrase we will see answer and answer just don't grow tired or you'll never be able to use my dryer <laughs> to phone a friends all right with me But to search online's the end for the
0: Mm, That's right.
1: And that was what I would say every and then I would give him the riddle.
0: Because online would be and
1: there were a couple times that he didn't get it and he had to go do the walk of shame with his wet clothes to the downstairs apartments. Um, Yeah, that's that's rough. But it was a it was a great great experience on my end.
0: Yeah, I lived in that house, so I understood the dryer washer stuff. I mean I'd have like chicken legs in my in my clean dry clothes and stuff so it wasn't that bad. Yeah, bad i just have like rice in there and because i don't know our dryer was in the kitchen and it was used as a food prep table i don't uh mm-hmm. i don't know why uh terrible design that's definitely college um but yeah
1: yeah i mean it was your guys's choice to use it as a food because mine was also in my kitchen but we didn't put food on it see it wasn't my choice and then <laughs> and then we didn't have We didn't have any rice in our clothes as we wore them that's
0: good that's good i did
1: but (laughs) that was that was definitely out of all the stories i could have told um, that formed me to be who i am today Mm. for some reason i put down the dryer troll
0: that's a good one we should do an episode (laughs) on riddles because i like riddles
1: okay i can uh I was gonna tell I you can see what the dryer troll has. I was gonna tell you
0: a, a really good riddle that someone told me, but I figured i'll I'll save it. Okay, and, uh, good. yeah, you can just wait and hear it later. Um okay. All right, let me think where I was gonna go next. I was gonna talk about a story that you are probably tired of hearing. I feel like a lot of my friend group. Is probably tired of hearing this story.
1: I mean, I I feel like I could tell this story, like everything that, might be, that happened. That
0: might be interesting.
1: Um, I should let you tell it. But, no, no, you got it. You got it. I didn't experience this. I can't. I can't say it with the with the emotions. You can
0: say it with. But you know what because... I'm. But you know what I'm referring to. Let's say it on three. 100%. One, two, three. Max, Max patch. patch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh huh. Um, you've heard it. I'm going to say it anyway, so the people can hear it. Um, so this is my near death experience. (laughs) It sounds dramatic, but it's true. And it was entirely idiotic and our fault. And we shouldn't have been in this place. And we were, and that's pretty much the short version. Uh, the long version is that me and some of our friends wanted to go camping. And where were we camping? We are camping at a place called Max Patch, a very popular camping spot. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know anything about Max Patch, beautiful. It's um, very windy on the top. It's not very far from the parking lot to get to the top. It's probably like half a mile walk. Um, to get to the top so super close to retreating if you need to um i arrived around 7 30 p.m maybe it yeah. was yeah and what just... what month was this <laughs> i was gonna get there um, oh, okay sorry it was january <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> and it was raining, and the wind was supposed to get to about 50 miles per hour or something like that, Um, mm-hmm. so when I arrived, it was pretty wet already and pretty windy. Setting up the tent was almost impossible. I didn't really set up the tent. Someone was already there setting up the tent, but I... Well, I don't remember, actually. But we had the tent set up. It was, like, leaning sideways, so the roof of the tent was kind of on the ground, (laughs) and you just kind of had to, like, sit against the wall to keep it up and, like, keep space in the middle. Um, We were supposed to have a fire and, like, cook food and stuff. That was not happening um, because of the rain and the wind. Mm -hmm. And... (laughs) Um, eventually it got, uh, darker and it got colder and the wind and rain kept coming. Um, our, everything was soaking wet and by everything, I mean, I was soaking wet from my beanie to my socks in my shoes. So I took my shoes off, uh, my sleeping bag at this point was soaking wet, like as if you took a towel and threw it into a kiddie pool, it was just soaking wet. Um, my whole bag was soaking wet. All I had in my bag left that was dry were another pair of socks, uh, a pair of sweatpants, or not a pair, just some sweatpants, and then like uh, a light hoodie. So <laughs> after a while, two of our friends decided. They couldn't take it anymore. They were going back to their car and they were going to sleep in their car. I was like, okay, whatever, go ahead. Um, so they went to their car. This was before it got too dark. Um, mm-hmm. Our other friends, me and our other friends, decided that um, we were going to have some courage um, and some things that help aid encourage and, and that we would <laughs> be able to... Tough it out, and it'll be fun uh, because after a, a little while, uh, enough courage makes anything fun, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's so, um, it happened to be that we were in like a seven-person tent. Uh, one of our friends had a three-person tent, and it was big enough or small enough to be set up inside of the seven-person tent. So we set up another tent inside of this tent. So this is probably your first ever heard of double tent situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Tentception, tentception, as you wish, as you might say. Um, so we were a little bit drier. Um, I changed into my other clothes, and it was pretty good for a little while. And by a little while, I mean like a couple hours. Um, eventually, we got tired. Tried to sleep. Um, someone threw up at a certain point. And that was also in the tent. Um, So the smell of throw up, the freezing cold. um, Mm -hmm. Tried to sleep. um, Couldn't really sleep. We shivered for um, eight hours. (laughs) At this point, it was the temperature had dropped down to five degrees and five degrees Fahrenheit for people in different countries. Uh, (laughs) And um we uh yeah the next morning um we we emerged from the tent thinking that the sun would bring warmth the sun instead mm-hmm. brought fog um because of the rain that was being now turned into evaporation um fog yeah. makes you even more colder um because it's wet and a lot of us so we had we all had to go down the mountain to warm up. So we left our tent and everything and just hiked down the mountain. I couldn't put my shoes on because they were frozen solid. Uh, I picked up my sleeping bag, and it was like picking up a piece of plywood, like it was just a plank. It stayed stiff and straight. The zipper was kind of hard to unzip because it was also frozen. Um, mm-hmm. Got down the mountain. um, Didn't really have any shoes in my car. I walked down the mountain in socks. Um, When I got to my car, I sat in there for about 15 minutes. And um, I had cleats because I play sports. And so I put my cleats on. And I took uh, one of our friend's sweaters and because I was leaving her in the car to warm up. And then one of our friends started throwing up, and um, his hands and stuff started burning. And I went back up the mountain with a a few of the other friends, including two of the people that stayed in the car. And um, eventually everyone else had to go back to the car. I um, was trying to pack up the tent, couldn't, and I just needed to sit down because I was kind of panicking. So I sat down and just held my knees and then the sun started hitting me and it warmed me up for probably five seconds. And I got that second wind in me and I broke down the tent. Didn't take anything that was inside the tent out of the tent. I grabbed a sleeping bag that wasn't completely frozen solid and was big. And I stuffed everything we had inside the sleeping bag, the one sleeping bag. I tied a rope around the uh, hole of the sleeping bag, and I started dragging these all our stuff down <laughs> down the mountain. And um, I don't know what a body looks like in a sleeping bag, um, <laughs> but it definitely looked like I was dragging a body off the top of this mountain. Um, <laughs> we got uh, we got out of there, and um, I think we stopped for breakfast. And I don't I don't know if anybody said anything to each other. We probably didn't speak at all. Um, And I got home the next day, and um, I think I just went to sleep. And then I woke up the next day, and my whole body was sore because it was tense and frozen and shivering for several hours. And I don't think I left the house for three days because I was just thinking about life. And um, it was just super sore. So, yeah, that was uh, Max Patch. You'll get a different yeah. you'll get a different story and a different perspective from whoever you ask that Every, was also person there.
1: that was there, but my <laughs> perspective of that night, I remember that night um I, know where I you was were. like two hours away yeah. like, not even two hours away, yeah, staying in this like at this camp, <laughs> just sleeping, just having a great night with like a bunch of my friends in a cabin, like nice warm cabin, yep, um just like talking, meeting people. Um, getting like snacks at like the snack bar um I had a great that was a great night for for me yeah i'm glad um, I didn't know that somewhere a couple mountains over, <laughs> some of my friends were freezing to death, yeah, on top of a mountain and the uh, i would have i would have driven out there and, up uh, and picked them
0: up, but yeah, you know what I'm glad <sighs> I did it i actually no, I'm not, but <laughs> It's something I can say I did. So, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Just like the fine dining. If you if you've never experienced this, we should, we recommend that you I, go and, I, uh, I don't rec- I don't think no. I
0: legally can recommend this. Um Okay. I think, I think that um what I will recommend is observe conditions and take them seriously. Um if you think you can mm-hmm. handle that uh no, you can't. Um or, you know, whatever. Send it. Wrap yourself in a tarp and do what you can.
1: But um, just do it. Do it right. Just I feel like like there's right. A lot of mistakes you guys made. Do it right. Don't make along the, same the mistakes.
0: way. Uh, yeah, I agree. Learn from my mistakes.
1: Yes. Well, I guess that's that's pretty much everything for this episode, right? Yeah, that's a
0: that's a good that's a good bit.
1: I think that's some uh, yeah some good stuff. Some random stories here and there about just our lives and yeah. near-death experiences and just, uh being you, a dry troll
0: now you know us a little better
1: yeah um see you next time bye <laughs>